Previously on the High Risk Wrestling Podcast, it, something just never clicked. He got injured at a house show, was out, came back, uh, then was a face, and it was weird. And there was never any clear direction. So then they put him down into NXT for two years. And it, who remembers that stint? After two years in NXT, he was just gone. He got released. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, everybody. It is Saturday, April 22nd, Earth Day, and you know what that means. It is time once again for the High Risk Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, the Street Champion, back once again, Jeremy Pearson. Yeah, got a nice little show for you today. As always, you can check me out on the socials, Charismatic Creations on Facebook and YouTube, Charismatic underscore Creations 52 on Instagram and the 215 on Twitter. And the Patreon is live. So please appreciate any and all donations on Patreon. Get a couple perks and on coffee. And uh, also working on a few other things for the channel, for the movies, for the for the wrestling. I'm looking at some stuff that's in my closet right now that I can't really wait to get in two but for today's show another new series betting on your self and we know what that means we've seen it done a bunch of times and uh we're gonna look at the highs we're gonna look at the lows of betting on yourself but to today will be about the, the we're gonna go with the good of some of the people that better themselves and came out on on the better end of it but for now you all know what's next, so just go on and hit my music. So I won't be before you long. Let's get into the news. Shall we? Mercedes Monet is negotiating a new New Japan deal. As you remember, her original deal was only for three matches. And this weekend, she is defending the IWGP Women's Championship against Mayu Iwatani at the Stardom event. Oh my God, this is what I've been waiting for. I cannot wait for this match goldberg is outraged upset if you want to call it that he was promised a retirement match in the WWE and never got it i'd be upset if he had a handshake deal with vince and he didn't get it we all know what happened with vince the WWE stars are back on twitch they are allowed on twitch with pretty much no restrictions um the revenue is a three-way split between the WWE superstars and the twitch with the dirty with the superstars and uh twitch getting the vast majority of the money the only restriction is that they cannot work with talent from other companies unless it's cleared first um and WWE's cut will come from twitch 
not the talent side. So this is really, really, really good for them. Backlash, as expected, is sold out. Backlash is sold out as the next there to be uh, premium live events. This is good. This is what we expected. All right, and listen, I'm with Tony, and you know who I and you know who I saw with on this on this feud. Uh, Tony Khan has said that you know he's he's ruling out uh, Britt and Thunder Rosa working together or ever getting along. And you know me, I am Team Thunder Rosa, not Team Britt ever. You'll never catch me cheering for Britt Baker. I am Thunder Rosa because what did Thunder Rosa actually do wrong here? Um, it's it's just it's a sticky situation, and we'll see what happens when Thunder Rosa comes back from injury. The WWE they have their eye on a talent uh, that has recently signed with AEW, and yes, that would be one Commander who is now all elite. AEW will be getting a fourth show, a fourth show coming on. It sounds like it's coming on Saturday night. So it'll be called AEW Collision. Is not confirmed just yet, but it's not confirmed. But it's confirmed, and there might even be like a small roster split. And this is the show that CM Punk will pretty much be a part of, and he has been told to stay away from the elite. Do not contact them. Do not talk to them. Um, they want no parts with you, Punk. And listen, I'm a Punk fan, but he's he did this to himself. Everything that's going on, he did it to himself. I, if I was the leader, I wouldn't want to work with him. Either Lita at the moment is done. She's chilling. She's not She's not going to be featured in this Becky and Trish storyline right now. So she won't be on TV. Um, she got ran off with the attack last week. and um, But I do expect her to be back at some point leading up to the SummerSlam match between uh, uh, Trish and... Uh, Becky. So, if you watched SmackDown last night, there was a random graphic showing the matches for Backlash. Yeah, Seth Rollins is facing Omos at Backlash. What? Huh? That it's when I when I say it's so random and so out of the blue, it just is and injuries so i'm starting starting with the news instead of spreading everything out i'm gonna put the injuries together i'm gonna put the ratings together so on the injury front justin roberts he missed uh dynamite with covid so we had the lovely lovely dasha uh the list of WWE superstars currently not cleared uh medically cleared to compete as of right now are amari miller ariana grace nikita lyons Ryder strong sanga blair davenport Ulysses leon those are NXT people, and from the main roster, Big E, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and Ronda Rousey, Kofi Kingston, Robert Roode, Tommaso Ciampa, AJ Styles, Aaliyah, Drew McIntyre, Johnny Gargano, and Carmella. That's, a, that's some serviceable, sizable names in her. AJ, as you know, has come, is uh, working back from a broken ankle, which he suffered back in December. Ronda is having some arm and shoulder issues, and that's why... Uh, she broke her forearm. That's why she won the match at 
her and Shayna won the match at WrestleMania, but Ronda really didn't do anything. And they were probably supposed to win the tag team titles at some point, but they're probably going to get them back, get them once Ronda heals up. Mac Jackson is doubling up his treatment to, uh, you know, just be, be in good working wrestling shape. He participated in that brawl on Dynamite, uh, but he's going to be up upping his uh, therapy treatment to, uh, you know, Get ready for you know this this really big 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 feud. Uh, uh, Ray Phoenix is taking time off sometime. If he just banged up, he just needs to heal. Remember, he and his brother Penta are the current Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. On the ratings tip, Rampage from last week did six hundred and thirty nine thousand viewers. That is up. Uh, they did a point two one in the eighteen of forty. Nine demo on this. Remember, this dynamite started 20 minutes earlier due to the NBA schedule. There's no dynamite. There was no dynamite last night. There's dynamite on tonight because of the NBA playoffs. But that's that's definitely up uh, from the previous two weeks on Monday Night Raw. This past week they did 1.8 million viewers with a .58 in the 18 to 40. Nine demo that's about average and about little what they did as last week so no really really uh big change in that and smackdown their ratings are in they did smackdown their ratings they did did uh 2.1 million viewers with a 0.49 in the 18 to 49 demo the demo was damn but that's about what they did last week when it comes to the viewership so you know smackdown's just here chugging along but that's the news and we shall be right back all right so as always you know we got ourselves some shows to go over and with the wwe they're kind of just um holding water by their time until the draft. So Monday Night Raw, we had an interesting deal uh, between the Judgment Day and the Bloodline that kind of started uh, the show and that got everything going. That was the storyline throughout the show. So the Bloodline and the Judgment Day decide to deal with each other's enemies. Um, the Usos were not notified of this because you know Roman wanted to see how they react. Finn didn't like it because you know he does have some beef with the bloodline and the best part of all of this was Rhea and Solo staring each other down and Rhea not backing down from Solo like she wanted to murder this man let them fight um so they decided that they would deal with each other's enemies Solo defeated Rey Mysterio and then LWO gets beaten up after the match I'm tired of the LWO losing matches and getting beaten up later in the evening uh you know paul tells the judgment that, that they need to you know handle their side of the deal or they have to answer to the tribal chief and i'm like y'all you gonna get that weak mess out of here um bianca Belair defeated dakota kai there was just like nothing from eo and bailey they were ringside but they really didn't do anything they didn't come into play cody comes out ready for a fight and once brock brock taunts from the stage so cody beats up security and adam pierce gives the match to cody at backlash seth rollins defeated the miz in such a random uh match but it was good matt riddle brings up the toe bro but then gets serious uh about uh you know going against the bloodline Austin theory and bobby Lashley ended in a no contest after bronson re-interferes he then beats up 
uh, Bobby Lashley after the match. And Austin Theory's matches keep ending in like DQs or no contests, or people keep getting involved. It's 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 annoying. It's very very much annoying. Trish explains everything. Long story short, show appreciation to her. She's not a nostalgia act. She's nobody's sidekick like Lita was. Trish like Lita was Becky's sidekick. Respect her. Chelsea and Sonya defeated Candice and Mi Chin. Um, just this kind of give them a win before their title match on Friday. We still have no payoff to this Nikki Cross and Candice LeRae thing. I don't know. I have no idea why they just call it Indy Harwell already. Um, and then the main event, Sammy K on Riddle defeated the Judgment Day. And then Brawl breaks out with the four teams and the faces. KO, Riddle, Sami Zayn, and the LWO stand tall over on Dynamite. We had a nice little show with some story progression. This show gets a fist. Along with Raw getting a fist, the three of the pillars rag on each other. Uh, that would be Sammy, Darby, and Jungle Boy. And then GF sets up a tournament to decide who faces him at double or nothing. Darby gets a buy because he just pulled his name out of a hat. Um, I still think it'll end up being a fatal four way at double or nothing. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter defeated Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. Jamie gets quote unquote injured. This plays into into the someone's gonna happen later in the evening. Kenny and Elite offer up a match against the BCC and. <laughs> the BCC ends up jumping them. Don Collins comes out with a chair. Notice that, you know, it's still not in his favor. So he gets Takeshi there to help. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where this is going to go. Warlow wins the TNT Championship from Powerhouse Hobbs. And I would very much. <sighs> but they booked themselves into a corner because Hobbs' reign was just getting started sammy and mgf make a deal backstage jay white defeats commander mark briscoe was attacked earlier by the varsity athletes and tony neeson and crew um so he asked ftr jeff jared and jilly to the team up and after he doesn't want to but you know jay and mark have history adam cole and jericho shoot daggers at each other on the mic rag on each other so the js and the outcast beat up adam cole and brit Baker and yes, I loved every single minute of it. The acclaimed and daddy has defeated the JAS in the main event. Sammy Guevara defeats Jungle Boy by count out, which rarely ever happens in AEW with a little bit of help from MJF. On impact, we had a rebellion fall off. So, Time Machine defeated Trey Miguel, Jonathan Gresham, and Mike. Bailey, Trey couldn't get along with his teammates, which is why they lost. And this is the second match in a row where there's a miscommunication with the Motor City Machine Guns. Alicia Edwards defeated Tara Rising. And she keeps attacking uh, Tara after the match. And Jody Threat had a problem with this, so came out. she came out. Moose defeated Yuya Yamura. Jimmy Jacobs interviews Nick Aldis backstage, who says he's here for the World Championship. Kaz defeated the Good Hands in the Handicap Match. The Coven are coming for Dion Peraza. Joe Hendry retained the Impact Digital Media Championship. And Steve Macklin will face a Canadian at Under CQ7 in Championship Celebration. And a Canadian that he will be facing is P.C. Oh, who comes out and attack his guards and him over on Ring of Honor. The Kingdom defeated Action Andrade and Darius Martin. Willow Nightingale defeated Robin Winningate, who tries some twin magic, but it didn't work. Coco Ban is back and will be getting a TV championship title shot later in the evening. Brian Cage had won a squash match. Athena had an open challenge of squash match, and she won that. The Dark Order defeated the Factory, the team of Lee Johnson and Cole Carter. Penta defeated uh, Nick Camarado. Takeshita defeated Lee Moriarty. Uh, he hold a Viking retain the AAA Mega Championship against Gringo Loco. The Iron Savages, formerly known as Bear Country, re and they get a W. And Samoa Joe retains against 
Colt Cabana in the main event, and they, you know, share some respect because Joe has respect. Uh, over on SmackDown, we're just like, like I said, we're holding water until the draft. The show gets a fist. Uh, Damian Priest and Finn Balor defeated Ray and Santos, and Santos has to stop losing. I, I, I need this so bad. I need him to stop losing matches. Alina request a title match against Rhea Ripley, which she gets. Nakamura and Karen Cross. They will be starting up a feud, and I. Annoyed, very, very, very much annoyed. Ricochet and Braun Strowman defeated the Viking Raiders. I wish this feud would have been dragged out just a little bit longer. Liv Morgan and Raquel retained the Women's Tag Team Championship against Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Matt Riddle will be alone tonight in his match against Solo. Gunther retained the Intercontinental Championship against Xavier Woods. And Solo Sokoa in the main event defeated Matt Riddle in a no DQ match, and he got his ass beat. After the match, no rampage last night. So we move on to our matches of the week from Rebellion PCO versus Eddie Edwards in a last rights match. And the last four matches pretty much a casket match. Um, also from Rebellion, Team Bully versus Team Dreamer in the Hardcore War match. And finally from Rebellion, Steve Macklin versus Kushida for the vacant Impact World. Championship. Actually, no. One more match from Rebellion. Deanna Peraza versus Jordan Grace. This was the main event, and this was for the vacant Impact Knockouts Championship <laughs> from Triple Mania 31. El Hijo, Del Vikingo versus Swerve Strickland versus Rich Swan versus Commander with the AAA Mega Championship on the line from Ring of Honor. Konosuke Takeshi versus Lee Moriarty. Also from Ring of Honor, El Hijo, Del Vikingo versus Gringo Loco. And from New Japan Capital Collision. The Motor City Machine Guns versus Aussie Open versus Tanahashi and Okada for the Strong Open Weight Tag Team Championships. Just a lot of good, good quality wrestling this week. But listen, my money's on Mercedes versus Mayu stealing the show for the entire year. I'm just saying. But our star of the week has to go to Steve Macklin. And you know what? And Deanna Peraza. Uh, husband and wife both winning gold at rebellion but that is the weekend review and we shall be right back now i won't be before you very long just give me 15 good preacher minutes y'all know what that means but got a new little series for you I've, something that just kind of just came to me and essentially uh because it's been happening so more often now and it's easier to do now betting on yourself believing in yourself and what does that mean that means going against the established order, going against the grain, and taking a chance on yourself, believing in yourself. You are your own biggest fan. Alright. What did what did TL say? I love me some me. And that's what you gotta do. So betting on yourself, what is it? 
it's essential like i just said you go against the established order you're you're saying hey i don't believe that you believe in me you don't have any faith in me so i'm going to take my own life my own experience and do what's best for me and that's what it is so i've got a few people who we're going to uh marinate on digest on the list is long so this is a nice little series that i'm gonna keep going uh hopefully for a good minute but let's start with one john bradshaw layfield so how did jbl bet on himself for the longest of times he was bradshaw in a tag team with farouk ron Simmons and these dudes were known as the acolytes they were part of the ministry then the corporate ministry working alongside Vince and the Undertaker and the Rock and Big Boss Man and Big Show and then there was a small change that after they left the ministry they became the APA which was short for the acolyte protection agency and it was a great great attitude and ruthless aggression era gimmick um so during the first brand split in 2002 i think like the first brand split was 20 years ago um they were split up farouk and bradshaw and we knew that farouk ron simmons could be so he's, a, he's the first ever black world champion um in wcw so we knew he, he would be he would be fine it was Bradshaw that uh we were slightly uh concerned about and he's had some times as as a singles competitor so you know it was there but in 04 they were split up again and this was the last time we split up we know but they, they know to come back as the APA every so often he switched to his JBL gimmick he um shifted he went from the beer drinking butt kicking bradshaw to to the this money man that had private security and a limo and listen jbl was a jbl was a money man he was a he was a money man and essentially this was i i want to say a rehash of the million dollar man give me because that's what it reminded me uh, there, there, there were a couple people that had kind of old gimmicks and reinvigorated. You know, JBL looked like he was a new million dollar man. Um, Carlito was raising Ramon. At one point, um, um, I felt like the boogeyman was Papa Shango. So we get JBL and he's got new music. He's coming out in a limo with the steer on a front and it was it was a it was a really really tough shift and he was immediately thrusted into the main event scene on smackdown and at that time the wwe champion was my guy eddie guerrero and i get it these were the first two that it it, it worked that it was going against eddie and I'll never forget JBL at the border. <laughs> like, how'd they get away with that? Him at the border 
kicking uh, kicking, <laughs> kicking Mexicans out of the United States, but it 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 worked. And he and Eddie Guerrero, God bless my my guy, um, helped get GBO over, and GBO defeated Eddie Guerrero for the WWE Championship in a very very bloody bloody Texas Bull Rope match and it was all history from there it's the only time jbl won the wwe championship but he ended up becoming one of the longest reigning wwe champions he defeated booker t during that reign he defeated the big show during that reign he defeated eddie guerrero he defeated the undertaker um he was getting quality quality wins and the fans hated him and when the fans hate you when they have such a visceral reaction to you that means you're doing something right now today fans of today recognize and remember gbo more for his gbo gimmick than his brasher gimmick I, i'm different you know what i mean you know I'm, you know i'm a wrestling nerd i grew up on this so I, I i i've seen both but betting on yourself taking that leap it worked for gbl he became the wrestling god and the rest is history he you know got a couple more mid card title reigns wrestlemania matches but it helped him it elevated him and this is the benefit of betting on yourself when you know what you have, you just need... The thing is, you need one person just to have a little bit of faith in you. Just a little bit to take a chance. And that was... As much as I despised the man, that was that was Vince McMahon. And JBL going from Bradshaw to JBL, it worked. That's the benefit of betting on yourself. Another person that bet on themselves, the living legend, the icon. Woo! Sting. Up until 1996, Sting was surfer Sting, classic babyface. You know, he had the colorful face paint. He had the blonde hair, and it worked for him. Um, with the, with, I mean, he won multiple world championships in WCW under this gimmick. He won multiple. Like, and he was just there. He was the mainstay in WCW. But something happened in 19. 96 and this will tie into you know the series again in, in another episode 1996 the nwo the new world order were running roughshod over wcw and something changed in sting something snapped and he ditched his old persona. He ditched his hair, the blonde hair. He ditched the the the, the colorful face paint. And we got the crow. Y'all remember the crow? It's the classic comic book and movie. Um, and everything changed. Sting went to wearing all black face paint switch to all black and this is the sting that we know this is the sting that we all know that became the icon he became the foil to the new world order 
their biggest, biggest, biggest enemy. Crow Sting, black baseball bat. Watching from the rafters. And it worked. Because he's still this man today. Hell, when he went to TNA, he was still using that gimmick. But again, he better himself one more time and switch. And we got Joker Sting. And I liked that. There were some people that didn't like Joker Sting. I liked it because it showed just a different side of him. Sting going just a little, little bit more crazy. And boy, it um, it worked. That that icon sting is just like, could you? Could, we know who the best gimmick wrestler of all time is. That's the Undertaker. Everybody needs a gimmick, but Sting is the best gimmick and character wrestler. Um. Dunstaker is the best, you know, gimmick and character wrestler, but can you, can you, can you put Sting second? And what makes it worse is that we never, ever got a match between Sting and Undertaker. That's, that's so unbelievably absurd that it's, that it's that it's hard to think we never got that. I put that blame on Vince McMahon for sure. When everything is all said and done, when we're all dead and buried, there is no longer here, and we have questions that will haunt us. We're going to ask ourselves why we never got Sting versus The Undertaker, and Taker's retired. Sting's still gone, but he'll be retiring soon as well. So it sucks, but but Sting's Sting switching to the crow, man, man, oh man, oh man, it was it was game changing, and it it help it helped shift the um, Monday Night Wars into WCW's favor for. Uh, a, a good minute. So, yeah. The other person that bet on themselves, um, and that really kind of just took off, was AJ Styles deciding to leave TNA in 2013. AJ is what we like to call a pillar. When you do the Mount Rushmore of TNA, he's there. He's there. For me, it's 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 AJ, Jeff Jarrett. I'll pick a tag team, so I'll go Beer Money and a woman, Gail Kim. But AJ was the name, the mainstay of TNA. So in 2013, he left. And when he left, he was actually the TNA world champion. So he had to vacate the championship. And that went to 
Magnus, whatever. Um, and so many were wondering, well, why, why did AJ leave? Some will point to Dixie Carter's creative mismanagement, um, pay issues, which I definitely we know about the pay issues that happened in during the era of TNA. Um, he was offered, reported, a 60% pay cut. So he knew he had to bounce. So what did AJ do? He joined New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I don't like, I don't think New Japan's pro- probably has been at this height since then. He immediately went after Okada, who was the heavyweight champion at that point. Okada's like almost always the heavyweight champion. And AJ was the newest recruit of, at, um, uh, at that time in wrestling, the most popular faction in all of wrestling the bullet club and it, it took some time for him to get going like his first title ring was just was just bad and it just didn't look believable of him um, um, defeating the rainmaker that is Okada but it's his second reign boy oh boy fire fire his 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 match versus Tanahashi <sighs> his match against Tanahashi was it's like game changing and it's life changing and just him saying yo this is me i'm taking taking this chance on myself and it helped that he joined the bullet club working with adam cole and finn balor and um cody and and kenny omega and the young bucks so like he knew and we knew and when we when we got that second title reign of aj that was the aj that we know that was the aj that we know built up TNA and Impact Wrestling. And lastly, lastly, someone right now who is betting on themselves that would be the former Sasha Banks, Miss Mercedes Monet. And look, we've, 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 we've been here before. We've rehashed this, but. Sasha Banks and Naomi being disrespected and they quit. They walked out of the WWE. We had to wait about a year and Sasha returned as Mercedes Monet. She was training in Mexico. She was training in Japan. Something she always, always wanted was to wrestle in Japan. So where are we? She, she's on the Mandalorian. She's wrestling, and we get her first match, and then we get her second match. What is what is Mercedes now? She's the current IWGP Women's Champion. And this Sunday, she's defending the championship against Mayu Iwatani. And remember, I had Mayu as one of the top two or three women that I wanted to see. Mercedes wrestle and she 
she may not be making as much money as she would have been made in WWE, but you know she's respected more. Because we've heard the reports, we know the stories that WWE never saw her as a true main eventer. Well, not, well, no, well, sorry, Vince McMahon. And that she always had to play second fiddle to Charlotte and Becky. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sasha Banks should have been the biggest star in the Dirty B. Should have been the biggest star in the Dirty B. The crossover appeal is tremendous, but no, they they failed her. So what did she do? She was like, I'm going. I'm out of here. I'm going to do it my way. And guess what? It worked. Because I don't think it'll be long before we see Mercedes in AEW. Period. She's that good. She's that good of a talent. And she knew what she was capable of. She knew what her job was. And for that, I applaud her. Always been a fan. Always will be. You got to do something like really, really horrible for me to not be a fan of you anymore. But Sasha Banks leaving the WWE. Sasha Banks becoming Mercedes Monet. This is it. This, 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 this is it. This is, this is what happens when you know your worth and you believe in yourself and you say, I got this. And we've got so much more coming up. We got so many people that better themselves. But let me know what you all think. Who should I talk about next? Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Next week, Backlash Preview. I got to see when the Backlash shows. I have to go to a wedding next weekend. Um, so I think the show will be... Let me see something. Hold on. Let me see when Backlash 2023 is. I'm hoping it's not. If it's next Saturday, we are going to have a problem. Backlash 2023 is... May 6th. Okay. Okay. So we have time. So next week's show will be on Sunday. The... What is that date? Sunday the 30th will be next week's um, show. Not next Saturday because I got to go to this wedding. But that will be next week. As always, check out the socials. Charismatic Creations on Facebook and YouTube. Charismatic underscore Creations 52 on Instagram. The 215 on Twitter. Check out the Patreon. Check out the coffee. And as always, Zia Lee, Wendy Chu, Shotzi Blackheart, Bailey, Isla Dawn, and Gigi Dolan. Holla at your boy. Peace.